AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's Thursday, April 1st. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. A recent study is shedding light on the neurological difficulties some are having months after a COVID infection. The issues were even present in many that did not have severe cases of coronavirus. The most common issues were brain fog, headaches, tingling, and muscle pain. As is with many COVID problems, scientists think it's related to the inflammation caused in the body when trying to fight off the virus. Pam Bellick, health and science reporter at the New York Times, joins us for these neurological COVID issues that linger. Thanks for joining us, Pam. I'm happy to be here. wanted to talk about this new study that we have, talking about some of the neurological issues that people have gotten months after the coronavirus infections. You know, we've been hearing a lot about people with long COVID. It's sometimes been called long haulers. Just people that are feeling the effects of the virus far beyond after they've recovered from it even. But uh, we're, you know, seeing things like brain fog. You're hearing a lot about dizziness just kind of that fatigue that sticks around with a lot of people. And we have these neurological disorders that people are are experiencing constantly. So Pam, tell us a little bit about what this new study and and who conducted it and what we're learning. So this study was done by a special clinic at Northwestern University Hospital in Chicago that was set up to specifically deal with neurological issues from COVID patients. And, you know, it's run by people who are neuroinfectious disease specialists, and they've seen this before with, you know, on a smaller scale with other viruses. And so they sort of knew that this was going to be coming. So they set up a clinic and they have been getting, they tell me, 60 new patients a month from around the country. They're seeing some in person and some via telemedicine. This study is a report of 100 of their patients, kind of their early patients, And it is looking at the symptoms that they had and how long they persisted and any underlying conditions that they had and all that sort of stuff. And so the 
most striking thing is that for this study, they picked people who were not physically sick from the initial infection of COVID. These are not people who were hospitalized. They basically had very mild illness. And yet what they find is months later, 85% of them were experiencing four or more symptoms, things like brain fog, headaches, tingling, muscle pain, dizziness, disturbed sense of smell and taste, all that kind of thing. And it paints a picture of just a very complex constellation of symptoms that affects a lot of people and can persist for, you know, as long as I think nine months in some of these patients. Now, we've talked about this before and the effects on the body that this all has. They still think that some of these neurological effects have to do with inflammation in the body, inflammation in the brain, and this leads to all of these other symptoms. And oftentimes, they're experiencing multiple symptoms because there's uh, overlap when the, uh, the inflammation goes haywire. One scientist, I thought, put it very well when she said, she told me that there's only, you know, a small amount of real estate in the brain. So what happens is you get a virus, your immune system kicks into gear, it fights the virus. And in some people, the immune system either doesn't shut off properly, seems to stay activated. In some people, they're sort of remnants of virus or remnants of the viral DNA hanging around. So you're not infectious or anything like that, but your immune system is still getting the signal to keep going. And then, you know, just the fact of your immune system activation creates a lot of inflammation in the body. It also can create inflammation in the brain. I mean, they're obviously connected. And the brain is this very complex organ that is not very large. And most of the functions, it's not like you have like a tiny area for one thing and a tiny area for another thing. There's a whole lot of overlap. So depending on what part of the brain is inflamed, it could create more of a sort of cognitive issue like brain fog or memory loss, or it could be creating more of like a nerve issue where you get this sort of tingling and tremors and It could be affecting your muscles more than one of those other two. And it could also be causing some psychiatric issues. Tell me a little bit about some of the patients that you heard from. One that stood out in the article that I saw was Eddie Palacios. He's 50. Um, He's a commercial real estate broker. And for him, he had a pretty mild case. I think he had like a low-grade fever, something very simple at the beginning. And then a few months later, the rest of it hit him and he couldn't remember things. He went to do the test, the cognitive test, and he said he failed them, and he just really couldn't get it together anymore. So tell me a little bit about what you're hearing from them and, and how they're trying to help them now, because they're trying to get them to do these tests and, 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 and you know, help out like if anybody, uh, any other neurological disorder kind of, they'd run them through these tests and help them get back that way. Eddie Palacios was a very good example of the kind of patient who is showing up at these clinics at this point. And I think it's important to sort of understand who the sort of early attendees are because they give you a picture of this is sort of the leading edge of what we can expect. So a lot of these people are people in very high-functioning jobs. They were healthy beforehand. They're not old. They're kind of in the prime of their lives. And many of these people, they have more of the wherewithal. A lot of them have private insurance. These are folks who are able to sort of find out about a special neurological COVID clinic. I think what that tells you, before I get back to answering your question, is that we are going to see these same types of symptoms in a much broader 
segment of the population in people who we know have been hit very hard by COVID but aren't really represented here yet, people of color, people who are on Medicaid. So right now you're getting a snapshot of people who have sort of means and are kind of used to functioning at a very high level. So that's Eddie Palacios. He's a commercial real estate broker. He lives in a, in a, a nice suburb of Chicago. And like you said, he got, I don't even think he got a fever. I think he told me he just had a headache. And then a month later, he's up on his roof cleaning his gutters and he forgets what he's doing there. Then once he sort of figured out, oh, I'm on the roof, he sort of froze at the idea of trying to climb down the ladder to get off the roof. So of course, that's, you know, very unsettling for somebody like this. And then he starts finding that his real estate clients he has to remember things like a passcode to a property or an address where he needs to meet somebody and he's not able to remember that. So he he had enough, you know, sort of he was doing things like putting post-it notes everywhere and all that sort of stuff. He was definitely thinking of everything he could possibly do. He went to the Northwestern Clinic. As you said, he told me he failed all the cognitive tests. Then he went back and he also didn't do very well, I guess, for a second appointment. And they referred him to a program. It's not affiliated. It's in Chicago, but it's a longstanding program that they call a cognitive rehab program. And this is a program that typically sees people who may have had brain injuries or concussion. And they're used to working with people who have brain-related deficits. And that's what they're seeing in these COVID patients. So they gave him a referral to that and he didn't show up. And then I think they called him just recently to tell him that the study was coming out and asked him if he had gone to the program. And he said, you know, I completely forgot. (laughs) Um, And so like, there's no better illustration, right? Right. (laughs) um, This is one of those uh, kind of confusing things about this virus and how it affects the body. Obviously, everybody gets it different, but these are one of the more concerning things that I've kind of seen throughout this these long-term effects and just how it sticks with you and this memory loss, this brain fog, things that really affect you for some time to come and, you know, health problems that keep going beyond the initial virus there. So these are all concerning things. And hopefully as the vaccines ramp up and everybody gets inoculated, hopefully these things won't be so much of a concern, but we'll have to see on all of that. Pam Bellick, health and science writer at the New York Times. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. 
Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.